Well, hello everyone. My name is Lynn Wilson and welcome back to Hope for Today's podcast. I'm glad you are here. It is a joy for me to bring you my favorite Bible story. Yep, you got it. My favorite Bible story. It's about Abigail. And to me, this story is about brains and beauty and anger and love. Sounds like a good story or a good novel, doesn't it? I love this story. I don't hear many people preach about it at church. I, I don't know why. I just love, love this story. So the title for today is Doing What is Right in Spite of Fear, the story of Abigail. And we're going to jump into 1 Samuel chapter 25. Now I'm going to read this from a newer, um, simpler version of a translation, just so that we really get a good picture on simple terms of what the story is about. I'm going to read a lot. So just sit back and relax and listen to the words of God. And then at the end, we'll wrap this up a little bit. Now Samuel died and all the uh, of all of Israel gathered for his funeral. They buried him at his house in Ramah. Then David moved down to the wilderness of Moan. There was a wealthy man from Moan who owned property near the town of Carmel. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and it was sheep shearing time. This man's name was Nabal, and his wife Abigail, she was sensible and beautiful. But Nabal, a descendant of Caleb, was crude and mean in all his dealings. When David heard that Nabal was shearing his sheep, he sent 10 of his young men to Carmel with a message for Nabal. Peace and prosperity to you and your family and everything you own. I am told that it is sheep shearing time. While your shepherds stayed among us in uh, near Carmel, we never harmed them. We never stole anything. We never took anything from them. Ask your own men. They'll tell you that this is true. So would you be so kind to us and to give us and let us come during this time of celebration. Please share any provisions that you might have on hand with us and with your friend, David. David's young men gave the message to Nabal in David's name, and they waited for a reply. So here's Nabal's reply. Who is this fellow, David? Nabal sneered at the young men. Who does the son of Jesse think he is? There are servants these days who run away from their masters. Should I take my bread and water and the meat that I've slaughtered for my workers and give them to a band of outlaws? Who comes from who knows where? So David's young men returned and told David what Nabal said. Get your swords, David said. David strapped his sword to himself. Then the 400 men started off with David and 200 remained behind to guard the equipment. Meanwhile, one of Nabal's servants went to Abigail and told her, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed insults at them. These men have been very good to us. We have never suffered any harm. Nothing was stolen from us the whole time they were with us. In fact, day and night, they were like a wall of protection to us and the animals. You need to know this and figure out what to do because there's going to be trouble tomorrow for our master and his entire family. He is so ill-tempered that no one can even talk to him. Abigail wasted no time. She quickly gathered 200 loaves of bread, two wineskins full of wine, five sheep that had been slaughtered, nearly a bushel of roasted grain, a hundred clusters of raisins, and 200 fig bars. She packed them on the donkeys and she said to her servants, you go ahead of me. But she didn't tell her husband, Nabal, what she was doing. 
As she was riding her donkey down the mountain ravine, she saw that David and his men were coming toward her. David had just been saying a lot of good it did to help this man out. We protected his flocks in the wilderness and nothing he owned was lost or stolen, but his reply to me was evil for good. May God strike me and kill me if even one man of this household is still alive tomorrow morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and bowed before him. She fell at his feet and said, I accept all blame in this matter, my Lord. Please listen to what I have to say. I know Nabal is a wicked and ill-tempered man. Please don't pay any attention to him. He is a fool, just like his name suggests. But I never even saw the man that you sent with a note. Now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, since the Lord has kept you from murdering and taking vengeance into your own hands, let all your enemies and those who try to harm you be as cursed as Nabal is. And here is a present that I, your servant, have brought to you and your young men. Please forgive me if I have offended you in any way. The Lord will surely reward you with a lasting dynasty, and you are fighting the Lord's battles, and you have not done wrong throughout your entire life. Even when you chase those, even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord your God, secure in his treasured pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like stones shot from a sling. When the Lord has done all he promised and he has made you leader of Israel, don't let this be a blemish on your record. Let your conscience, then your conscience won't have to bear the staggering burden of needless bloodshed and vengeance. And when the Lord has done these great things for you, please remember me, your servant Abigail. David replied to Abigail, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who has sent you to me today. Thank God for your good sense. Bless you for keeping me from murder and from carrying out vengeance with my own hands. For I swear by the Lord, the God of Israel, who has kept me from hurting you, that if you had not hurried out to me, not one of Nabal's men would still be alive tomorrow morning. Then David accepted her presence and told her, return home in peace. I have heard what you have said, and I will not kill your husband. When Abigail arrived at home, she found that Nabal was throwing a big party and celebrating as if he was a king. He was drunk and he was telling, so she didn't tell him anything about her meeting with David until the next day. In the morning when Nabal was sober, Abigail, his wife, told him all that had happened. As a result, he had a stroke. He lay there paralyzed in bed like a stone. And about 10 days later, the Lord struck him and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise the Lord, who has avenged the insult I have received from Nabal and has kept me from doing it myself. Nabal has received the punishment for his sin. Then David sent messengers to Abigail to ask her to become his wife. When the messengers arrived at Carmel, they told Abigail, David has sent us to take you back to marry him. Abigail bowed low to the ground and responded, I, your servant, would be happy to marry David. Wow, is that not a story? Is that not something like, you could not make that story up. It is amazing what is in here. I find Abigail an amazing woman. She was a strong woman. She was a woman that walked with God. She was a woman that had beauty. She had intelligence. She knew what was about her. 
She ran her household well. She did what we talked about last week and the week before. She did things decently and in order. She had a storehouse full of food. We talked about that last week. Remember, we talked about how the Bible says to have a stockpile. And, you know, you might sit there and laugh and go, ha, 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 you know, a pantry and a stockpile. I have two cans of green beans in there and I'm good. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says to store up food. It doesn't say to hoard. And we talked about that. It doesn't say to have an exuberant amount, but it does say to have a stockpile. She stored up food. She had to have a stockpile. Because when this situation had to be rectified, she had to grab quickly the provisions she needed. Now let's go back a little bit in the story. What was actually happening here? So Nabal was a rich man and he had a lot of sheep and goats and, you know, he was wealthy. He, he had money, but he was a mean, shrewd business person. He wasn't nice. Nobody seemed to like him from what you can read. But it seemed as if, as we study Abigail, she walked very closely with the Lord. Now, how they paired up, how they got married, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if that is in the Bible. But whatever the case was, the decision was made and she married him. And she honored that vow. I mean, this must have been a mean man. And yet she stayed by her husband's side. So now it's time, you know, it's it's celebration time for them. Sheep shearing. This is when money can be made and so on and so forth. So now he sent the servants out to go do what they needed to do. While they're out in the fields, wild animals could come. Robbers could come and try and steal the sheep. They could kill the servants and so on and so forth. And David's men are camped out nearby. And as it said, they kind of created this wall of protection. Nobody got in to steal anything. None of David's men stole anything. The animals were protected. The servants were protected. And David was a good neighbor. So David was, you know, yeah, I did one for you. You can do one for me. And said, hey, I've been looking after your guys. We haven't stolen anything. We need some provisions. Can you give us some, you know, something to eat, to, something to drink? And I've got my army here and, and we're in need. And David said, your friend David, you know, I've looked out for you. I'm your neighbor. Nabal turned around and said, I don't think so. Who are you? Who do you claim to be? You think you're somebody special and you're getting some of my money and my food? You know, no way. These are these animals I slaughtered for my servants. This is my servant's food. I'm not sharing it with you. And he was rude and crude. So now the message got back to David and David got mad. He says, that's it. He called his army of men. Grab your swords. We're going to lock and load. Here we go. David grabbed his own sword. Now, mind you, if David could kill a giant with a slingshot with one smooth stone, what could he do with an army of men with swords to one small household? You know, like this is not, this is big stuff here going on. And I'm sure David wasn't like, you know, he's a little angry and we're going to go over and, you know, talk it out with Nabal. He said, no one's going to be living the next day. Grab your swords. We're going, we're going to kill. This is it. We're in. We're going. In the interim, one of the servants went to Abigail and said, you know, we can't talk to your husband. He's crazy. We can't talk to him. But you need to know what's going to happen. If you don't jump in here, and I'm, I'm bringing this to modern day English here, you don't help us out, we're all going to be dead in the morning. You got to do something. So she quickly, it says, gathered up provisions, gave it to the servants, sent them on ahead, got on a donkey herself and followed behind. And she bowed down to David, apologized, took the blame herself and said, I'm sorry. She took the blame for her husband and really for her, her entire household and said, I'm sorry. 
Please forgive me. Here are the provisions. Look kindly on us. And through that, David backed off and said, you would be safe. I will not kill your husband or your household. I'm telling you, what a story. So we know that her household was well organized. We know that she probably had a stockpile. I have to say she must have been respected by her servants. You know, I've worked for people over the years that are not mean people. They're very kind and generous people. But I've worked for a lot of people. I'll tell you one of my first jobs I ever had, he was one mean dude. People feared him. You, you didn't ask a question. You would rather lose your pay than have to ask for a day off. Like you would just, you just didn't ask questions. He was mean, he was rude, and we did not, we, we felt threatened by him. I'm sure Nabal's personality was a very threatening, very intimidating personality. And these servants knew he's not gonna listen. And they went to her and they must have thought enough of Abigail that they felt not only could they go to her, but they're probably gonna get an answer because they said, you gotta make a decision here. We're all gonna be killed. What are we gonna do? So that was pretty cool. Now, she also was a woman who respected her vows. I don't know again why she married Nabal. I don't know, she was in a bad marriage. She was in a bad relationship, but she stuck by the vows. When you make a vow to the Lord, such as marriage, the Lord expects you to stay put in that marriage. I know many people that have made a bad choice in marriage. Most times it's because they were not listening and abiding by what the Lord instructed them to do. And they went ahead and did their own thing. Does that mean you can just go, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to get, you know, out of that relationship and it's all over. That's not how it works. That's another discussion for another time. But when it came to Abigail, she respected the vow that she made to the Lord and she stayed by that husband. If you've ever known a mean drunk, you know what they can be like. They can be not only a mean drunk, but they can be very abusive, very domineering. Who knows what this man was truly like that she had to live through. Now it says she was a very beautiful woman and women are meant to be beautiful, to be attractive. You know, if you're building a relationship with your future spouse, you're obviously your spouse wants to find you beautiful. You want to find him handsome. This is the way God created it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we as women, for those women that are listening on this podcast, your beauty is not to be flaunted and it's not to be used to manipulate or to influence a situation. And I'm sure many of you have known people that have done that and maybe have used that in your, you know, yourself. You know what? I can flirt a little bit. I can, I can watch, watch me, watch me manipulate this situation. She didn't go to David and flaunt who she was and, you know, act in any way because of her beauty and, and push that on David. She went and bowed before him, humbly bowed before him. So even though she had beauty, she did not use that in the wrong way. She was no dummy. In the Bible times, women really had no rights. We think we have no rights now as women. They had no rights. They had none. And um, women, for the most part, were looked at as servants a lot of times. You know, that was just the level that you were at. But she was a smart and well put together woman and her character was wonderful. 
when there was a panic situation, which I would call a panic situation, there's an army of men coming to my household to kill everybody, I would say I'd be panicked. It didn't say she panicked. She didn't burst into tears. She didn't get confused. It said she acted quickly and gathered provisions. Could you act quickly when there is a situation? And, and I, there's times I'm like, I don't know, my household is not organized and there's a panic situation. And I'm like, I don't know where to find. And you know, maybe it's at work and your boss comes to you and says, hey, do you have that project done? And you're flipping through papers and you're panicked because you know you're not organized and you don't have done what you need to have done. She had to have a well-run home, a stockpile, and the respect of her servants that she could quickly say, okay guys, right now, I need you to go to the kitchen. I need you to gather these provisions. I want you to load up the donkeys. I want you to go before me. They must have respected her a whole lot because they knew they were headed toward David and his army of men that were there with swords in hand, ready to kill them. They had to respect Abigail enough to say, okay, I would have been probably running the other direction. I'm not going up to David. I'm going to go out the back door. Again, she was organized. She had things in place that she could say quickly. There was no time to say, okay, well, in the next few days, let's, you know, bake a couple hundred loaves of bread and gather some raisins. No, 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 no. These men are coming now to kill me tonight. By the morning, everybody will be dead. I need to act quickly. She was a woman who walked close with the Lord. How many times have you been walking next to someone and, and you know, you're starting to walk away because you're going in another direction and I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, what was that? Because you've walked away and you can't hear them. Or as you walked away and you're, oh, I, I'm sorry, what was that? You said green and, and, oh no, oh, that's not what you said. You hear something different. How many times have your kids walked away from you and you're like, would you stand still, look at me, Come back here where I'm talking to you so you can clearly hear me. How many times has the Lord said that to us? We'll pray to him and Lord, oh Lord, please help me with this situation. I'm in a bad situation, Lord. And then something distracts us and we start walking away. And the Lord's saying, hello, you asked me, you stand next to me, you stand with me. Let me tell you what you need to do. You want an answer to your question, I will tell you, but you're too busy walking over there. You're not even listening to me. Or you want that direction and you're half listening to me. And you, oh, well, I thought that was the will of God. Isn't that what he said? Well, if you had stayed put and heard the whole story of what the Lord's will was for you and didn't walk away and made a stupid mistake and got yourself in a bad situation because, oh yeah, yeah, I was a little distracted. I did pray about that, but then, yeah, my walk with the Lord wasn't so good. And I kind of ended up over here and yeah, maybe I didn't hear him clearly. Abigail had to be close with the Lord. She didn't have time to be half listening or not listening or walking away. She had to be this close with him because the Lord must have instructed her, act quickly. There's no time to waste. You act quickly. You gather that food. You load the donkeys with your servants. You send them ahead and I want you to follow behind. And that's exactly what she did. She was in a bad relationship. She was in a relationship with a man that was drunk. And after he woke up the next day, she had to tell him, by the way, Nabal, let me tell you what happened. You know how you told David, no, he wasn't getting any food, any provision. Well, he was coming to kill you and our whole house. So I made an executive decision. And as a woman who has no rights, this is, you know, basically what has happened. She made the household decision. I'm protecting the family. I went to David. I gave him what he asked for. Not only did I 
give him what he asked for. I apologize. I took the blame for you. I, as your wife, Nabal, I took the blame for you. I covered for you. And I want you to know that I went ahead and, and I went against everything you said, but I took care of David. And because of that, our household is saved today. Now, she did not know what the results of that would be. She didn't know, you know, maybe Nabal would have taken her life and out of anger. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what this man was capable of. She didn't know either what would happen when she told Nabal, but she knew that this is what she needed to do. And as she did, he had a stroke and he laid in bed paralyzed. And a few days later, the Lord took his life. Wow. Can you imagine if you disobeyed the Lord and what the Lord was telling you and this happened? Like, this is tough times in the Bible. Even though she was committed to her husband and a wife should respect the husband and listen to the husband and the marriage relationship, that's absolutely true 100%. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. There is that mutual agreement that God wants a husband and wife to have. But our ultimate person that we answer to is the Lord. Now, I'm not saying you can go to your husband and say, hey, or to your wife and say, hey, God told me differently and I'm going against what you just said. If you are a born again Christian and so is your spouse, you should be walking together with the Lord. And when the Lord speaks to your family, you should be on the same page, like-minded. But there are times where maybe God has truly told you to do something and you just have that peace to know, I need to act quickly. I need to do this because it's going to save a situation in our home. There have been times I've had to do that. I have a different, unique situation. My husband's on disability and he's disabled. And there are times he's not, let's say, with it enough to make certain choices. And there's a decision. There's a panic moment. I need to make a choice. And it might be different than I know my husband's telling me, but I truly feel the Lord is leading me in a direction. And the next day when I tell my husband, the usual answer I get is, you know what? I think you made the right choice. I'm so glad you went by God's leading because my husband and I know each other so well and we walk together so closely and we're so like-minded with the Lord that even though it might be slightly different than I think my husband had originally said, we know what God is leading us to do. She knew her God. She knew her God so well that she knew when he said, this is what I need you to do, she was able to quickly act upon it. Wow. What a time in history for a woman who had no rights, who had to save her family, to bow down before a man and his army of men. I mean, the, the fear that would come over you as a woman. Here's a man with a sword ready to kill you and your husband and the whole family and all the servants. And she had to get off her donkey and bow down and say, please forgive me. I, I, I did not mean to offend. I will take the blame. Here's some provisions. Would you please spare us? Are you ready for more? There's so much more. I want you to come back next week and we're going to finish up. Thanks for coming by today.